Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal, and we got a guest this week. Who do we got here? We have Abby Lynn, the Woo! best friend, the sister, everything, the mysterious BFF behind TikTok. Literally my bodyguard, my hype woman, my support system, pretty much everything. So my best friend of 14 years, Abby Dutcher Lynn, is on the pod today, and we are going to be talking all things friendships, healthy friendships, growing through toxic friendships, anything in general pretty much relating to our friendship and all the things that we've been through together in the past 14 years, and we'll be answering your questions as well. So I made a couple of TikToks kind of talking about what you guys want to hear, and we have a bunch of questions, and then you guys also wrote in on Instagram, in my DMs, and we have way more than we expected. So we currently have like 19 or 20 questions, and then we also have more questions in my messages. So if we have time at the end, we're going to go through all of them. Cool? Cool. Anything you want to add? I think that we should start mm -hmm. with how we became friends. Yes. So my recollection mm -hmm. of our friendship, <laughs> the year was 2008. The year was 2008. I was like 11 years old. Was I 11 years old? I don't think. I think I was 13 years old. No, you were 11 12. and I was 13. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> it all started on... MySpace. MySpace. Yeah, you know, not the typical story, especially at the ages that we were, but that is how we became friends. So we were not supposed to be on MySpace that early. I specifically was not allowed <laughs> to have a MySpace, and I was like, um, yeah, I will. I remember my sister was like, you can only have a MySpace, and I won't tell if you make your password my name. Oh. I swear to God. <laughs> so that's why I got a MySpace. We have my sister to thank. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Alyssa. Okay. <laughs> so we started talking to each other on MySpace. We're from a very small town. Yes. So we then decided, let's hang out. Mm -hmm. Let's be friends outside of the MySpace world. You know, it was yeah. pick for pick, like for like, I own this You're picture. You're so pretty, semicolon D face. Like, that's what we would do. We would go back and forth just complimenting each other. And then, like, we should hang out. That's what it was. I wish we could go back <laughs> and look at what we were saying to each other. But, unfortunately, you can't do that anymore. You can't. But we have our memory. <laughs> we got the memes. Which and we got all the photos. And a lot of unfortunate, but golden but golden photos. photos. photos yeah. But so, yeah, I would say, so yeah, we started hanging out way back then. And then we just grew through everything together. So I would say ever since then, we how often would you say we hung out though back then? Like, were we hanging out like all the time? Because I don't have any concept of time. So then we started hanging out and we were hanging out on weekends, very mm -hmm. normal. But then your dad started working night shifts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you basically lived with me because mm -hmm. you couldn't be home alone at night because you totally. were like 12 yep. or 13 at that point. Exactly. So you would stay over on weeknights. We would go to school together. Mm -hmm. And then ever since then, it was just like no stopping us. Literally. And it was basically just like sisters. So that just got us in that situation. And like I shared on the podcast before... I had like shared custody with my parents, so that is kind of why that would happen. So if I was with my dad, he worked nights, even if that were nights I was with him. So that's why he would have to try to figure out where I was going, which you can imagine is a little chaotic as a kid. But thankfully, I have Abby and her entire family that took me in with open arms, and I'm still here to this day with them, celebrating Christmases, Thanksgivings. You were in my sister's holidays. wedding. I was in Abby's sister's wedding. Obviously, I was in Abby's wedding. I will be... 
Possible. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Emma. I could be in Emma's wedding. Emma, if you're listening, <laughs> Emma, my in your wedding. So Emma is Abby's cousin. Maddie, am I in your wedding? That's Abby's other cousin. But in general, I would just say that I feel extremely fortunate to have the friendship that I have with Abby. And even on the way over here today, um, Real Friends by Kanye West came on. And I know that's a controversial subject. I don't, um, Kanye West, either way, old music is pretty good. I don't know all the details with what he's going through these days. But with that song coming on, I was like, this couldn't be a more interesting time for me to hear this. And it just kind of put everything in perspective for me because I was like, holy crap, like Abby has been my rock through everything. And I'm going to record a podcast at her house. And Abby, would you like to share with everybody the big news? What big news? <laughs> <laughs> Where you're going? I am moving to North Carolina. North Carolina. So she, with her leaving especially, I'm just like, wow, I'm so grateful to have this friendship, one that has came with me through all the years and given me such an opportunity and motivation to move to Texas. And now she's moving to North Carolina. And it's just like, there's so many different chapters I feel like that we've been through together. And I'm super excited just to kind of continue growing up together because I know that we're always going to be in each other's lives just like we are right now. And I think that that's something a lot of people can't necessarily say. Yeah, I think that for me to say like, hey, we live in the same city and state right now, mm -hmm. but me and my family are picking up and we're moving halfway across the country and us to have no concerns about our like friendship zero, zero concerns. at all, like couldn't be less concerned, is a very beautiful and magical mm -hmm. thing. Totally. And I can even speak from experiences whenever you get up and you move and you go to different places, you do lose a lot of friendships and people that you didn't expect to lose. So it's nice to know, just even w before, when I was even in Pennsylvania, Abby moved to um, Austin. And when she moved, I was like, oh no, like you're gone, whatever. I personally felt like our friendship was even closer when we were apart because we almost knew that we had to make up for like the missing time that we weren't gonna have and like the in-person quality time and all that. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And I also think it was Sorry. a very, growing point of our lives. I was a homebody. Totally. I literally went home every other weekend in college and yeah. then I decided to pick up and leave my entire family and all of my friends. Which is a huge family And by the way. move halfway across the country. So I think having you there to mm -hmm. listen to me call and cry totally. and be frustrated was also Always. what made us closer too because I think it was our first time going through true mm -hmm adult challenges totally you were going through a breakup yep i was going through moving totally. across the country yeah and we both just had each other to lean on For outside sure. of obviously i had my husband yeah. i love him but it's just different when you have a friend who just doesn't judge you um and just is there for you through all of the different moments totally I couldn't agree more. So yeah, I would say that that's why I don't have any concerns about that. Just because I know that with Abby in North Carolina, like we're already planning things. <laughs> like, yeah. like she was like, hey, will you come with me in March to like go down there and move in? I'm like, duh, say less. Like I, there's certain things in my life where you don't, I don't need any context clues. Yeah, I will, I will stop working for a week. I really don't care um, to do whatever <laughs> it is that you need me to do. So yeah. And I also would say, something that makes where we are now better is that mm -hmm. we have grown through so many situations, mm -hmm. so many living apart, living in the same city, living in the same um, house. 
living in the same house. That mm -hmm. happened for a little bit. That happened for a month um, when I first moved here. Family things, boy things, outside friend things. Life anxiety things. things. Like just like, men, like just, literally like I feel like midlife crisis things. Like I just went, lost. I went from 13 years old on MySpace to now I'm 27 totally. with a child and I'm married and mm -hmm. a big girl career. Totally. That is and a kicking ass by long, the way long haul and to have somebody along the ride along with you on the ride Someone that is... you always know is going to be there i think is a very comforting feeling because i think even out of like all the people that i've had in my life up until this point i thought more people would be here and there's like one hey i was here <laughs> so, for the lows and i'm ready for the highs and we're, if, if, you, if you weren't with me when i was low you sure as hell ain't gonna be with me when i'm up i will say so. though something my old boss taught me which he didn't teach me much but he got me this it is lonely on the top yeah. It's lonely at the top. Absolutely. Because not many people can stick with you to get there. That's true. And I think I think that also, like, if somebody's with you at the top, it's because they truly deserve to be there with you. You're not going to... Whenever you're at the top, whenever you're at the places that you want to be in life, you are not going to be keeping people there that don't align with where you are. No. In any type of way. If there's any, like, extra stuff with it that's bringing you down or negativity or whatever it may be. But I think that the more you kind of grow into the person that you are, like Abby said, she went from being 13 years old to 27 years old and like now she has a baby and she's gonna have more babies and she's mm -hmm. lived in a couple different states and all these different things and you know what I mean she's married where you have me who I went from being an 11 year old with a completely different family dynamic as Abby like complete opposite ends of the spectrum she has a very close family everyone's like amazing with each other and even every family has things that they go through but like they all come together where my family's kind of all over the place and very small and also um then she kind of has her relationship and everything all figured out career she kind of knew what she was doing more with me that all kind of started going up into flames so um i would say everything wouldn't you say yeah. all at once yeah so it was it was like 2020 for me relationship stuff friendship stuff moving across the country figuring out what I want to do with my life, my career. And I, even to this point right now, I'm figuring out what I want to do, but it's not quite exactly where I know where it's going yet. So I think it's been really, really nice to have Abby to lean on throughout all of that because she's someone who has been there. I will say something. Even on days that, you know what I mean? Even on days that she shouldn't have been there for me because she had other shit going on. Like she's always there, like no matter what. And I will say, I think something that keeps us in this continuous cycle of being there and putting each other up is you are a dreamer. Mm -hmm. You're a dreamist. I'm a realist. Totally. 100%. So when we come together, it's yep. just like this perfect equal. Yep. You, I keep you grounded, mm -hmm. but you pull me off the ground because yep. it's not always great to be there all the time. Exactly. And I remind you that it's okay to do other things, to dream, go do things, have fun, Put things in your mental health, work on yourself. It doesn't have to be so serious, you know what I mean? Yes. We're making making Abby lighten up a little bit and then making me come back to Earth a little <laughs> bit. Because even within general, like there's so many things that I personally need to work on in life, which I think everyone has that, but like just getting better with money, I would say, is one where I actually feel like I'm like putting things in a certain place. Abby like took the time, which she did not have to do, but this is just tells you how good of a friend she is. Sat down to tell me how to budget. <laughs> teach me how to budget and so to that we cheers budgeting budgeting and I'm gonna be honest I'm not great with that still I really have been working on that but I think that it all comes down to like the more you do something the better that you are you just got to be consistent like I've mentioned before so that is a huge goal for me in 2023 is getting better at that also getting Marshall finally trained like properly <laughs> I know I've been saying this for a while but like that is hold me to that one all he's right. getting trained 
All right. Also paying off my credit card. Okay. And, um, just in general, like kind of not be like having a lot more money, not having to like ever worry about that type of thing. Sometimes it's nice though to have a friend that'll hold you accountable because one yeah. thing though, I am supportive of Michaela. I am oh her biggest, her biggest <laughs> fan. If she's wrong, I'm telling her she's mm-hmm. wrong. And if she needs to fix something, I'm telling her she needs to fix something. You've got to have a friend exactly. that keeps you true to yourself and, I, and in check. I think that that's another reason why it's worked so well because she will always know when to give me tough love. I wouldn't say I'm... I feel like I don't give a lot of tough love. I feel like I'm just very tough on myself that yeah. I don't necessarily Would you say, need. like, I, I give you advice that you need maybe when you need it, but, like, do I ever give tough love, would you I say? wouldn't say as much tough love as you are... Again, because I give myself tough love, you're yeah. better at being like, give yourself give, a break. Yeah, giving yourself like the reassurance of like, like everything. Give yourself okay. a second, like yeah, it's okay being to kinder feel to yourself. Sad. I help you be kinder to you yourself. You do help me feel be kinder to myself because I can be totally, not great to myself. Absolutely. So I think that that is something that you really need to have in a friendship that's gonna last. You got to know when to be able to tell each other things even if it's maybe not something that you're looking forward to or you're anxious maybe about how they might take it. I think that like when you're in a good friendship that you know is like not going to go anywhere, you won't even really feel nervous to say those things because there's nothing that you could say to that person to hurt your friendship. Obviously, if we were like rude to each other, that would be a different story. But like respectfully giving your two cents when you disagree with something that they're doing. Absolutely. You have to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, then it's like, what are you doing? Because... But I will say it took us a while to get there. There was points in our say, life, I would, specifically yeah. when we were in like high school, where I, true, we true. were not in a situation where that's, we that's could be so honest true. with each other. We were very caught up in high school, caught up in all of that. Yeah. Whereas when we started to get older and we realized, like, really, like who cares I was about the outside stuff. It's totally. me and you through all of this. Yeah, your your only option is to be honest. Totally, and I think that that's something important too. If you're younger and you're hearing this and you're like, oh my god, like I don't have anything, like. I don't do this stuff like that's normal and like the older that you get and the more that you kind of are friends with someone you kind of realize the people in your life that are consistent the people that you might have reoccurring issues with or whatever that might be getting in the way of even that friendship necessarily um and just kind of learning what you want to take with you in the future and what you want to leave behind that's going to help you reach your best self and by that I mean I've even had friends that I feel like me and Abby went to the same college I never saw her you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never saw you when we went to the same college. For a year, yeah. For, like, a year. And so I think that it can just kind of involve, like, what your priorities are. Like, I should have been prioritizing Abby more, like, at that time. But that's just something that I'll be honest with. I, we, She was kind of doing her thing. She had roommates. And I just was kind of not. You were in a different been. situation. I was in a different situation. But also something I'll say is when it comes to friendship, something you have to do is you can't be afraid of confrontation. Because if you're afraid of confrontation, then you're never going to be your true self to a friend, which is never going to build a healthy friendship. Totally. Confrontation isn't fun. No. But if you have it with the right person, it'll be constructive and productive. Absolutely. That's if you so have true. it with the wrong person, it'll be toxic and argumentative. Yeah. And that's where you'll find the lines between a healthy friendship and a bad friendship. Absolutely. In my opinion. Or a relationship in general. That's I think that that can even be true. applied to a relationship because if you can't have a conversation where you can't bring to them things that are like bothering you or things, anything on your mind without, like obviously you're going to be anxious kind of doing that with anyone just because of the unknown. But the second that you do it, I think that you'll, you'll learn pretty quickly if that person's somebody that you want to kind of keep going with. Yeah. And something, if they react like in a positive way. 
We have spent the last 15 minutes chatting about healthy friendships. I think we could talk about this for forever. forever. And we also are yeah. two people. Like you see us sitting here talking <laughs> on this podcast. This is how we talk all the time. Literally, we will literally what is have what is conversations for hours. Absolutely. And I think even even now, I think um, like we don't talk on the phone as much no. now. But like when you're in North Carolina, we will. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like that's Whenever kind of, we live that's kind long of other distance, things. we talked, and it was really nice because when I was leaving work and when mm-hmm. she was leaving work, synced up in time. Totally. And so we would just talk to each other on our way home. And catch up and there's and always something up. to say. There's always something to say. You should always say. be asking the people in your life like what's going on with them also. If you're not, check in with yourself. Maybe like see if you're doing okay because you've got to be able to check in on the people in your life. Yeah. Just a side note there. That's very And true. I'm not always the best with this. It depends. Like, I'll be good with this when it's, like, the people that are, like, my, my, my people, people, people. But, like, it's hard whenever you have a lot going on. It is hard. To kind of keep a, up with relationships, friendships in general. There's definitely a fine line between checking in and making sure you check in. But also knowing that a friend has to understand if you're busy or if you're going through something. Exactly. Very there true. There is a very fine line between being a neglectful friend and just being a friend who needs to have a little bit of a time out because they're going through stuff. Absolutely. But again, there is a give and take for that situation. I think so too. I completely agree. Anything else that you want to say before we get into the questions um, that you can think of? I think the questions will kind of have more stories. I think we'll so have too. More things come from it. Overall, I'm just excited to be here. Excited yeah. for you doing this. I this love is you. something that I'm not going to lie when Michaela came to me and was like, you know, I want to do a podcast. I want to do this self-help stuff. You know, I am a realist. To me, mm-hmm. it's like, can you make money? Can this be a thing? And she's like, I just like doing it, so I'm going to do it. And I had to, like, remind exactly. myself, like, wow, like, that's so amazing mm-hmm. that she sat down, said mm-hmm. you want to do something, and did it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cheers. Cheers. And I would say also just the fact that there's not many people, I feel like, like, you can have supportive friends, Sure. But to have supportive friends that truly ride for you, like, genuinely so, so freaking hard. Like, the fact that I have a podcast and Abby literally, like, this is my fourth episode. And Abby said to me last weekend, she's like, um, so when can I be on the podcast? <laughs> like, she's like, when can I be on here? Like, she genuinely, one, supports me. And, like, before, even when, like, it was my first day that I, like, made my podcast. And, like, I, th- yeah, I think I made it. And, like, I posted the first episode. She texted me, can I post about your podcast on Instagram because I didn't share anything really TikTok related. And she like asked me, one, she's respectable of the fact that like I didn't want to share that stuff really with, you know what I mean? I had it separate, but two, she wanted to share this. And then by her wanting to share that, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm already doing stuff on TikTok. Why am I not sharing this on my Instagram? One, it's just too much for me. I put so much time into TikTok that I didn't even feel like I had time to really put into my Instagram. And personally, I wanted people I don't know like to make like a change in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it into Instagram with people I do know, I think that's something else that you kind of helped me do too. I think it's important because the people that do know you mm-hmm. still also one to know you is to love you. And if anyone disagrees, you're you. just simply wrong. Thank you. But two, just like you <laughs> want to help people you don't know, you could possibly help people that you do know that exactly. you don't even know you could help. Absolutely. And I think that that's why these things are so important to me and why mental health is so important to me and why all of this is like, is all the money stuff figured out right away? No, but I think that's why it's so exciting and so intriguing and interesting because I think I know what I'm capable of when it comes to this type of stuff. And if I were to give up on myself just because of the unknown, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Valid. You know what I mean? I don't know where I was going with this. I think the fact that you, <laughs> that you posted it on 
my story. Instagram. I asked you. Also the fact that yeah, you asked me if you if you could put it on your Instagram story, and just the fact that you wanted to support me in that way and like sh like shout me out, and just you always are like my number one cheerleader and everything. So that to me is huge. And then on top of that, also um, just wanting to actually put herself out there and be on a podcast, even though she's never done something like this before. Never. And like just be the, like I'm just the best friend ever basically that's what it comes down to so very grateful to have Abby here and I couldn't ask and I wouldn't want anyone else to be my first guest on this podcast let's get into some questions let's go you asked let's we go shall answer. we shall answer we got freaking 19 I told Abby I was like hey and I was like we're gonna do all these and I said if we get into it and it's too long we're taking a little wine break currently one moment a little ASMR action we have two bottles of wine. So I stopped and got wine before I came over here. I got a rosé and then I also got a blueberry wine. And as I was checking out, the guy was like, what were you looking for? Did you find what you're looking for here today? And I said, you know, honestly, I said, I didn't find what I was looking for. And I was like, which is fine. And I said, but, and he's like, what were you looking for? He, he slides me a piece of paper and a pen and he's like, write it down. <laughs> And I was like, okay. So I write literally both of the wines, where they're from, like what kind of wine it is. And he's like, do you live here? Are you just visiting? This man is like, a, it's his it's his store. He's like a local dude. I've seen him many times. And I was like, I live here. And he's like, okay. He said, I'm going to talk to the vendors. I'm going to see if I can get these two in here. I'm like, thank you so much, sir. But why? <laughs> do I look like I'm like Paris Hilton's sister? Like, what, what am I doing? Like, What's why do you Paris care? Hilton's sister's name? I couldn't tell you. Nikki Hilton. Nikki Hilton? Yeah. I Nikki think? Hilton? You're, you're saying that because Nicole Richie. No. <laughs> no. Paris Hilton's sister's married to like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. The podcast probably doesn't care about this. I was like, we have all these questions. And I was like, so we're going to do them all. And I said, if we have to, we'll do a part two. And she was like, well, let's look through those first. <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't know. So we might, depending on how long this is, we're currently like 20 minutes. Um, we might do all of these or we might do a part two, just depending. But I'm sure we'll be able to just bang them all out in one episode. You know, let's get into it. So let's go. Number one, do you feel like you could have made it through life without a best friend of 14 years? No. Me personally, I don't know where I'd be. Like I truthfully am like, I'm not just saying that if I didn't have Abby only because she is such a vital, like she's like probably the only person that I can truly say I can count on like to be there for me all the time. So if I didn't have her or her family, because her family is very much so my family, shout out Mickey Dutro, shout out Craig, <laughs> shout out Aunt Patty, Uncle Tom, like I could go on. Her whole family is just, they've been there for me too. So I think for me personally, I think I could have made it through, but I definitely don't think I'd be the person I am today without Abby because I think that she's really helped shape me into the person that I am in a lot of ways, even subconsciously with like... Fair. occupation stuff, professionalism, um, organization, love a good organization, like just friendship, communication, honestly, cause she's also very open to communication and everything. So I think that she's just helped me in all aspects of my life. So I would say that I think I could have made it through, but who knows where the hell I would be. I'd probably be in Tyrone, Pennsylvania working at East End. Still, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. <laughs> I'm sure I'd be doing something else cause I do have aspirations. I would have got out of there, but who knows? I physically, yes, I could have made it 14 years without hitting <laughs> me with a water bottle. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I don't know why my water bottle is that loud. I'm I, sorry. I could have made it 14 years, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to. So, like Michaela said, 
she depends a lot on me, but I depend a lot on her specifically for emotional um, reassurance. And validation, I am not, maybe. Yeah, and validation. I am a very sensitive person. Me too. I went through multiple stages in my life where I maybe was giving my time to the wrong people and I think that without you I would have continued that for longer than was than what was necessary totally no absolutely I think I'm a very um zero bullshit policy type of you person. are you are you can push you yeah to the edge and then once that edge yeah. is hit yeah you are over the edge and there is no coming back off to exactly the edge. It's just, it's done. I will try to stay there I will try to figure it out I will pr- I'm very loyal so if I am in a situation or friendship I will really really try to like make it work in those situations but once I'm point to once I'm pushed to a certain point I'm like if I'm done I'm done yeah you're done yeah so I think that I, I totally understand and I agree with you because that's something that I don't even know where that comes from <laughs> but I think <laughs> that, that comes from fight I or think, flight I think it comes from up. I think it can come from fight or flight but it's also not done in a toxic way no you know what I mean yeah. also so I would say that it's done in a way to one understand that whatever that was is no longer serving me nothing good's coming from it it doesn't align with where I'm at and where I'm going and if you know if you are the five people that you spend the most time with wow yeah and so imagine that who the heck are you hanging out with okay because whoever you are with you're bringing those things into your life in some way i can think about at points of my life Me the too. five people i spent the most time with and- Me too and how how was your mental health or how yeah. are you doing in general not good you know what i mean in certain things yeah so that's that's kind of how i feel too um just because i don't even know where i'm going with this Doing this podcast, I feel like everyone's going to get a glimpse of what it's like to sit down. My husband will With say... both of us. <laughs> sometimes I just sit down and study you two speak to each other. Because one, you guys like speak over <laughs> each other, but like at the same time and totally. you finish each other's things. I literally... But you also just like are always on the same same wavelength. Always. Always. I just stopped this and I was like, Abby, where was I going with that? I was like, I don't know. And then we like sat here and figured it out. And then I was like, okay... We're like, going anyways, on to the next question. You're going to hear us go off probably a couple different things. Like if there's a question because of the way that we're going about this too, we're answering certain questions instead of just kind of like talking about things in general the way that we normally would. So if we go off topic, it's because these things are pertaining to things that I really think are important to you guys to hear as well. Yes. So, second question. Second question. We are trying to rebuild our friendship. Somebody wrote in, but I'm unsure if I can trust her again. How do I know if I can completely trust her? So... There has been times in our friendship where we've mm-hmm. had unfortunate situations yeah. where I don't know if trust was broken, totally. but maybe we just were not our most genuine selves totally. with each other. Absolutely. And it is a hard thing to come back from. For sure. But in like my, high school. Yes. This was old, old mm-hmm. times, but um, it can still happen in your adult life. But Absolutely. my thing is, is if you want that person in your life, it is your choice whether or not you want to believe that you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, if the friendship means something to you, if it's fulfilling to you and it's bringing you happiness, then possibly you just need to let go and start trusting them again. Mm-hmm. But if you start to find yourself not trusting them, then maybe believe your gut and realize mm-hmm. that that friendship is something that no longer serves you or is bringing anything beneficial to your life. And it's just bringing you anxiety for feeling if you can trust a friend. Absolutely. And I think too, like if you feel like you 
are unsure if you can trust that person, I think that you just know that like right now you can't and you can give them the benefit of the doubt to maybe prove to you that you can trust them in the future. But if you are getting bad vibes, like Abby said, like over and over again, like you break my, like you fool me once, shame on me. You fool me twice, shame on you. Right? Is that how it goes? Or if, no, fool me once, shame on you. Me? Fool no. me twice, shame on me. <laughs> That's fool how it goes. Fool me three times. <laughs> don't put the blame on me. Yeah, you fool me once. There's <laughs> a song. There is a song there. But moral of the story, the first time it's your bad. The second time it's my bad because I'm allowing myself to be put, mm-hmm. put through this. So if someone proved to you that you can't trust them before... Believe and them. then believe them, right? But if you want to give them a second chance, that's your prerogative. And they might prove you wrong. But most of the time, people don't change, unfortunately. They can. Hey, a snake can shed its uh, skin, but it's still a snake. Mm-hmm. So just watch yourself. Exactly. Put yourself in a good position. Absolutely. And surround yourself with good people. You don't know if you can completely trust her again, but you can give her that chance if you feel that that relationship was something that you cared about enough to maybe give it that time. If you felt like the relationship was kind of rocky in the first place and it already had its faults, maybe it's your time to separate from that. Yep. Altogether. Number three, how do you deal with a friendship trio? Always personally attacked. I think a friendship trio is asking for drama. It is. And and not that three people can't be friends and hang out, but my dad told me this when I was younger, okay? <laughs> I <can't laughs> my dad wait. said a lot of shit, but my dad told me two's a party, three's a crowd. And obviously everybody's <laughs> heard that, but like I remember there'd be times when I would hang out, like even younger, young, young, like middle school, and he would say that because like there always is one person that's feeling left out or there's two people that are closer mm-hmm. or something like that. So I think it's okay to have like friendships in your life that are close that maybe aren't connected or like, you know what I mean? Like have like certain friends, like if I, if I have one friend and then I have another friend and we have our own personal relationships but then we all come together, you should be able to mesh your friends and like have fun together still. I also think it's important to find the individual friendships first. When you Absolutely. all three come together, I agree with that. you're click you're like holding on to the three like the three of you. Mm-hmm. You should have outside friendships that just grow into one big friendship if totally. that's how a trio friendship's gonna work. Absolutely, because whenever you have two people like I said, there's going to be two people that may be closer or just like get along a little bit better or whatever. And a lot of times, unfortunately, how I've seen it happen in the past, it's just catty. It's drama filled. People will talk about you. You know what I mean? It can be, yeah. it just kind of depends. It can be very like toxic in a sense, I guess. There's an argument between two of the friends. Then that the one might talk friend, about you to the other one who you trust. Pick a side. It's, it's I just awkward. think build your individual relationships and let them grow off of each other into a group situation. Absolutely. And again, you can have friendships where you guys all come together and hang out, but you also have your separate friendships with those people that kind of distinguish where you are with them before that, if that makes sense. Like you can hang out in group settings, even with anyone, because obviously you're going to hang out in group settings sometimes, but the dynamic with certain people is different. You know what I mean? So you just got to kind of, if it's, if it's a really, really, really good friend of yours, like a best friend, like not quite an acquaintance or someone that you like casually drink with or something. Like, I think that just knowing that relationship a little bit more personally and just kind of knowing where you stand with them is what will help you in that situation. It's just also, you got to be confident in yourself. And I think it kind of depends on where you are in life too. Like how old you are. Very true. High school, you're going to have a lot more issues. Middle school, it's like this kind of thing. Once once you grow up, I don't feel like you'll be dealing with this as much. And if you are, you don't want to. <laughs> 
if it becomes an issue that if two of you hang out without the third and that's an issue, you're in a toxic trio friendship and you exactly. need to reevaluate that. Totally. And you should, you shouldn't feel like it's an attack on you if two people hang out and don't invite you. Yes. Especially as an adult, if two people want to hang out and not include you, that is valid. Um, obviously it can be, you know what I mean? Sometimes it can be a little triggering if, especially if you have trauma and stuff in the past, you might feel left out or something, but it's just kind of being able to sit down with yourself and not be offended by that kind of thing. Because Mm -hmm. if you are in a situation like that, where you can't hang out with a certain person without wondering if someone else is going to get mad, or this could even be like for bigger group settings or whatever it may be, might not be something you want to be a part of long-term. Agree. Number four, what is the funniest story about both of you? Like us together. I think think us together. Wow. There's so many. I'll tell a recent one. (laughs) Okay. What the heck are you thinking? Michaela and I were drinking. We were in Nashville for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And we were drinking. And if you get me and Michaela just even sober, we are easily influenced to do almost anything. Oh, I remember. Oh my God. When you get us drinking, Mm -hmm. you say jump and we will say how high. Mm -hmm. So we are hanging out at this Airbnb. And our two friends, mm-hmm. shout out Bay and Dalt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this decided. was this whole trip was a drunken festivity. I've never been so drunk in my life. That's a, that's a joke. I actually have. I was gonna but, say hold on. But like, I feel like I was like pretty drunk the whole time. Like it wasn't like I was. You know what I mean? There wasn't really sober times on that trip for it was me. A, it was a moment. I was pretty drunk. We're drinking. We're hanging out. They decide to fill up these giant water balloons. They bring us to the sink and they show us these giant water balloons. It is premeditated. They know that we will be the ones to go ahead and throw these at someone. They don't want to do it. They don't mm-hmm. want to get in trouble. No, but they, they knew know, we were drunk and they that we would absolutely do it. So we look at each other. We say nothing. We grab the two <laughs> giant water balloons Walk and we house. start sprinting to the one back townhome, which was our friend JD in it. JD, I love you. We, he's sleeping. <laughs> he he's asleep. Us. Out, my husband asked me, what was your plan with the water balloon? I don't know what my plan with the water balloon was. Was it we to waterboard we him in his sleep? Up I don't know. We ran. We took them. <laughs> I dropped my water balloon. It goes everywhere. Then, all over the floor, the hardwood floor of this Airbnb. I, it's everywhere. So it's and literally it's, a monsoon. It's, okay? a, it's like a river up in, up in that. tsunami of a water balloon. <laughs> it starts leaking through the ceiling of this Airbnb in Nashville. And, you know... You gotta laugh it off because only me and Michaela would be influenced by giant water balloons, oh, yeah. run them through a house, and decide it would be a good <laughs> idea to waterboard our friend in his sleep with these giant water balloons, knowing damn well it was going to flood the entire and, house. And poor Sierra, okay, his girlfriend, she would have been in oh, the mix of that. She, okay? Yeah. We, I was trying, and I, that's actually how we blew it because we were walking up the steps and we didn't want to get Sierra wet. Like, with the water. So I was like, Sierra! Like, trying to yell at her. So JD saw us coming because he was in the bathroom. Yeah. So as we were walking up the steps, we just see Dead him peek over, peek over the stairs, see us coming up, and ran. Ran in there and locked the door so quick. After Abby dropped that balloon, I still was holding my balloon. And I was literally and about aw. to throw it still. I was still gonna, <laughs> I was still going to go for it. I did not care. I was still going to try to get JD. And I think it was Alex that came up. And he was like, do not. He's like, I don't know who it was. Done. He's like, you're, was like done. Do you're done. You're done. You're done. Do that and I was like, oh. so I dropped it in the freaking bathtub upstairs, and that almost flooded. There was so much yeah. water in there. It Bay was a and Dalt, how much water did you put in those? Like yeah. what? Like how long were you sitting there at the sink? Overall, there's too many stories to tell. There's videos which nobody will ever get their there hands on these of Michaela and I making a TikTok music video <laughs> whenever we were like 15 and 13. It was so funny. We would do this all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. We were so. TikTok before TikTok was a thing. We would have been like sensations. Okay. We, <laughs> Abby had a camcorder. Okay. She had a camcorder that we would, <laughs> me, we were stunned. me and Abby were one of a kind. Okay. <laughs> we would go downstairs. She would have all of her dance costumes because she was a dancer and we would just come up with our outfits and we would pick a song and we would dance as people in our lives. Like I was my sister for one. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Who else were we doing? I don't think I could say on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we should say this, but there was a lot of people in that and we were Shout dan- out to We were dancing as these people and would record it. And I truthfully would pay huge money to see myself at that age yeah. doing these. I would love to give us like a rating. Like, how were those dances? The choreography? Probably pretty good. They probably were. I mean, you were a dancer, so. No, that's fair. I'm top of the line. All right. The only other thing I... What, do you have something else to say? No. I don't. What do you The think? only other thing that... I don't know. I just think about this when I think about us. The, it was one time I was drunk. And <laughs> there's there's a lot of stories that me and Abby share together like this, but it was a Christmas party at JD's. <laughs> it was a Christmas party at JD's house. Okay, so this is our friend. And just you're so- going to talk about the ice? <laughs> yeah. So just to give a little backstory, me and Abby have matching tattoos for our friendship. So we got um, two thousand. We were gonna get two thousand and eight because that's the year we became friends in Roman numerals. It looked really ugly. We decided to do to do this when we were like drunk one again, drinking. Okay, we sound like we have problems. We've grown. We've grown, and either way, we weren't like we were like just going around to like breweries and stuff, whatever. Don't judge us, okay? We drank like 50 mimosas. That's we go into the group. Listen, I'm just not making it sound right, a little right, casual. You're right, you're right. It's fine. Okay, but so then JD was with us because we decided to get tattoos that day. So it was a really good day. I remember that day. It was that February. Was a good day. It was February 2nd of 2020. It was right before COVID. I remember the specific day because it, it, was, it was just a few days before I got broken up with. But that was, it was after. No, I don't think it was. No, I wasn't going to come on the trip and I did because you got broken up with. I could have sworn I got dumped on the 8th. Right before Valentine's Day? Yeah, can you imagine? Anyways, back to the ice. (laughs) Honestly, we don't really care. But so, moral of the story, that was February of 2020, whatever. That really doesn't matter. I'm not sure why I'm telling you that. But so, (laughs) why do we care? Couldn't tell you. But so, we decided to get tattoos. JD was like, I want to get one with you guys. So, he got the same exact tattoo. So, me, JD, and Abby have matching tattoos. Just to give a little bit of like the dynamic of the friendship. We love him. So... We're at his party, and I, at this point, am pretty drunk. I don't know how old I was. How old would you say? Like, 17? No, no, no. You, we, were, we were living in Austin, so you were 21. What? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I walk out, and at this point, it's it's like a snowstorm. Like, there's, ice storm. there's ice everywhere. And I don't even know exactly what happened. Do you want to tell it, or should I? All I know <laughs> I, was, I obviously don't remember this I time. I come I out cold. because my mom came to pick us up. God bless her. <laughs> Me. My husband, Alex, and Michaela from this party. And I walk outside because I'm like, Michaela must have already went outside. And as I look over, I just see her. Like, it's like the videos you see of people, like, running in place on ice. And she's just <laughs> she's just running in place on ice and then she falls. And then she's trying to stand up and she's doing the, like, I'm her like feet skating her, around. Her feet going <laughs> yeah. and then she falls. And then she gets up and then she rips around and falls on her, like, face. And then, like, me and my friend, Wyatt, <laughs> are standing there and we're just, like, in dead silence watching Michaela skate all over this entire driveway and then we look at each other and we're like oh shit we should probably get her now like <laughs> we, we let her like, we let you fall for a solid 10 minutes you're like you're just like running in place and we're like, like this is sad we this is just depressing to watch this <laughs> yeah. it was like, funny the it. first three times but then when we got to like the fifth time it was like she's, she's gonna break something she's not doing all right break something 
So then Mickey picks us up, Abby's mom. And as we're like this, just to tell you how, like my state of mind that night, obviously that all happens. God knows the freaking bruises I woke up with. Okay. Then I'm in the car with Mickey on the way home and someone said something about my phone and I realized I didn't have it. I did not have my phone. All the times I was falling on the ice, it was the back there. Oh, <laughs> I yes. left my phone yeah. on the ice. It's on the ice. And I was headed home already. We were about 10 minutes, 10 minutes away from where my phone was. And we found out that I didn't have it. And Mickey's like, do you want to turn around and get it? And I went, nah. You literally <laughs> I said, forget said, about you it. Go, I said, we don't need you it. You go, no, I don't need that. And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> you need your phone. It's sitting in the middle of an ice and, and they're like, no, we need to go back. And I went, no. And then like, we're going to go back and get it. And I was like, all right. And then we found it there. I think, right? That's yes, what happened. It was we went back right that night. exactly where you fell. On God the bless ice. Mickey Dutcher and all the time she's picked us up drunk. I'm so sorry. We just talked about that for quite a minute, but yeah, so sorry. But that's there might need to be a part two. We're at 40 minutes right now, but so number five, what should I do when I get in a fight with my friend? If you get into a fight with your friend, one, why? Why? You know, is mm-hmm. it that they disrespected a boundary? Is it that they hurt your feelings? Did they is sleep it... with your boyfriend? <laughs> like, well, it depends on the severity, first of all. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's the last one, we don't want it. Yeah. But if it's something that you feel like you guys could communicate about, one, try not to fight with your friends. If it's yeah. a true friend and you communicate how you feel and they don't, res- you know, hear that, validate you and try to communicate with you, then maybe you are just not in the type of friendship you need to be in, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. as tough as that is. Totally. There's been times where we've disagreed and Mm -hmm. instead of fighting, we just genuinely had a conversation to understand why the other felt the way that they did. I don't feel like we fought a bunch. What are you thinking about? Like, can you, are you able to say it or not really? I can, yeah, I think that whenever you lived with me here in Austin, mm. that was a growing period. That for was a us. growing period. That was a, that we did have. A, I we was had pregnant. A, I was sick. Mm-hmm. It was COVID. Yeah, you were in a new city new trying city. to make friends. Totally, I couldn't do anything. New job. Well, and also living with Abby, like she said, trying to respect her boundaries and like what she wanted. We were. This is where a time where we grew. Because we decided for the first time in a really long time, we were at very two different places in our life. Totally. I was having a baby. I was married. You were new to a city, newly single after yep. a relationship for totally. five, five years. years. And I think it just was... Just like wanting to like, just kind of, I don't know, figure everything out. And it was also during the pandemic. Yeah. So after a few months after that started. So it was kind of a stressful time in general. And I think that we just learned how to communicate better in those situations. I think so too. Absolutely. But I think that... Like, if something's bothering you, tell me. Like, and I think that's kind of moral of the story. Like, when it comes to this question, even, if something's bothering you, talk about it. It shouldn't have to be a fight. Yeah. You if something's bothering you, tell your friend. If your friend tells you that something's bothering them, you need to listen. If you get in a fight with your friend and it already happened, let's say, I would say that I would reach out to that friend if it's a friendship that you care to save, talk about it, and give your point of view of, like, where you were coming from and try to validate their feelings also if you hurt their feelings in any way. And just kind of figure out if this is a friendship that you want to continue having in your life. I don't know the details, so I can't give much more than that. Yeah. But anything else that you would say? I think that's it. All right. Number six, what to do when you have a bad falling out with your friend? This is kind of the same thing. I think that, again, like Michaela said, if you genuinely want that person in your life, then you are going to have to make it work, whether that be being the bigger person, compromising, Having confrontation, totally. whatever it might be, work on it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a situation that 
causes you negativity and anxiety, maybe it's just best for that falling out to be a sign that you've outgrown each other. Exactly. Or it's not something that you want to take with you anymore. But it doesn't I have to be personal. It doesn't have to be. But, like, when you have a falling out with a friend, if, let's say, like, something bad has happened and, like, you feel like the friendship is, like, kind of damaged in a way, it would take both parties coming together, both being equally willing to make it work. Mm-hmm. In any, this is like could be relationship based as well, but like friendships, like I know I've seen it in my own life. If you guys aren't both coming together to come to a conclusion and both be understanding of each other's situations, it can't just be one person trying to make it work, one person checking in with the other, or whatever it has to be. It has to be both people coming together. You know what I mean? To make sure that you want to save that friendship. Absolutely. Number seven, what is the best thing to look for in a boy? I want to go first. Is that cool? Absolutely. I would say. I would say being able to trust this person, communication, they're respectful, um, and someone that's willing to compromise and also value the things that you value in your life and respect them. I think if there's certain things that you value in your life and someone's not respecting them right off the bat, red flag, someone that is unable to communicate with you and doesn't want to continue working on that and is just kind of one-sided with things, red flag, you can't trust them. You need to be on the same page with people in general. So I would just say best thing to look for would be respectfulness and open communication and just a willingness to kind of grow. Yeah. What do you think? So for me, the best thing to look for in a boy, one, I've been in a relationship for eight years I've been married for three years. So this is different for me and my take. I think my best advice would be maybe don't look for something in a boy. I mean, if you're actively trying to look for a list of things, I think you're being unrealistic. And I think that you're setting yourself up for some form of disappointment just because we're people. Regardless, we have faults. Totally. We have things that we have to work on. I think that if somebody makes you happy and makes you feel at peace, then that person is the person for you in that moment. I agree Until they don't. I have two things I thought of while you were saying that. Hmm. One, you tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like the things I just said are things that anyone should have. Those are normal, genuine traits. Like those are things like you wouldn't have to look for, but if that person doesn't have it, probably not a good thing. Yeah. Don't you think? But some people just are... Some people maybe are just not as open into having those things, and they do have those things, but you have to get to know them before you realize that. Absolutely. I think also, when I, whenever Abby was saying this, um, best thing to look for in a boy, somebody who just makes you feel safe and at peace, like Abby said, I think that's huge. If you just feel comfortable to be yourself around that person. Number eight, how do you deal with overbearing friends or just someone who needs nonstop talking and complains a lot, but you don't want to ditch? I think I have some insight on this because I think that one first thing you have to do is why is your friend overbearing and why do they need the constant contact? Are they going through something? Because if they're going through something, sometimes you just need to be patient with someone. I know that that's like, you know, you might not be in the space for it or you might be busy and maybe they're constantly needing something from you, Mm -hmm. but take a step back. Why do they need something from you? If it's somebody you love about, you love and you care about them, then sometimes that's give and take. And if you have to give a little bit more than you can take at that moment, that's just part of it. But Mm -hmm. if it's constant giving and absolutely no taking, then maybe that person, um, one, you can communicate with that with them, but maybe that person and you are just outgrowing each other. 
I agree. And I think the main thing would be like, let's say if it is equal give and take, like Abby just mentioned, like if it wasn't, that would be something to reevaluate because like a friendship or relationship in general should always be give and take. It shouldn't just be one person checking in with one person. You, a, a relationship is a two way. It's a dancing game, right? It's a dancing game. Dancing. It's a dancing game. If you were not dancing, it is not flowing. You were not going. You were not growing. Okay. Oh, you are not growing. I don't know who I think I am right now, but I would say that in general, that's one big thing. If, if you guys, if it's not a two way street, then you already know what to do. If it is a two way street, then I would say setting boundaries would be huge. Mm -hmm. If, if someone's, kind of needing more than you're able to give because you have things going on in your life or whatever that may be, or maybe it's just something you don't have enough in general. You can't, you can't talk as much as they want to talk. Just set that boundary. It can either be nonverbal. You can just put your phone on do not disturb and try to prioritize yourself. Um, you know what I mean? Your friend will understand. Whoever it is will understand. If nothing's personal at the end of the day, if somebody isn't able to talk to you, it's because they have stuff that they have to do. You know what I mean? If you mean something to that person, they will be checking in with you to make sure that they're catching up after you take those breaks. So I would say basically setting boundaries either in nonverbal ways or if you feel like you need to have a conversation, communicate with them and just say, hey, I'm sorry, like I've been going through this or whatever it may be. I just kind of need, if if I'm not talking to you as much as I may have, it's because of these things and it's not personal and I love you all the same and just kind of verbalize that to them. Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? (laughs) (laughs) We had to take a quick wine break. We're back. Um, so number nine, how can I make new friends as a 20 year old? I think you should take this one because I'll take this one. I would say one, putting yourself out there. It can be hard in general, but I know that a lot of people, one, there's a couple different ways you honestly could go about this. One could be Bumble BFF. I've heard, I personally never have actually done it. But when I first moved here, I did try it. I think like, but I never actually met up with anyone. Cause I was just like, eh, I don't really care to do this, but Wherever you're spending your time, whether it's the gym or just in general, think about places that you actually want to be now. Work. I wouldn't recommend... You could make friends at the bar if you like to go out or something. like That could be something that where you make friends. Work, absolutely. I would say, like when I first moved here, that's how I made all of my friends outside of Abby and the friends that I already had. But my advice now would be to... This goes for relationships too. You, I would recommend going to places that you enjoy being, whether that would be like outside walking, a park, make yourself more approachable, like go to like workout classes, force yourself out of your comfort zone and just kind of chat with people. Like just literally make small talk with someone. It's really not that scary just to like say, Hey, like, how's it going? You know what I mean? Talk to someone. If you see someone that looks like someone you could see yourself being friends with around the same age, similar interest, you're already in the same spot. So you have something to talk about. Like, Oh, is this your first class? You know what I mean? Like little things like that. You never know. There's friends that I've made at the gym that I go to that are just genuinely nice people and people I could see myself hanging out with for sure. So that's my advice. Kind of just Check your environments, where you're spending your time, and try to continue putting yourself out there. I also know people make friends from like Instagram and stuff too a lot. Um, but for me, it's been work and just kind of forcing myself to talk to people. Yeah. Anything you'd say? I In general, do you have anything to give? All, all right, um, cool. I would just think accept the unexpected. Yeah. You might meet your next best friend in the most unexpected spot. Absolutely. So just be you and... 
if you put off good energy, good energy will be brought back. And maybe and that's in the shape of a really good friendship. Totally. And I think also just kind of being, working on yourself brings you together with everything else in your life, I think. Like whether it's relationships or whatever it may be, the more you're working on yourself and more you want to go, I think all the people that are meant to be in your life will kind of flow to you. Yes. Number 10, how has your relationship changed as you guys grew older, kids and dating, like through all those stages? I would say for me, our relationship has changed as we've gotten older because maybe we were able to hang out with each other all the time in high school. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We had that accessibility to each other or whatever. And then obviously through college, like Abby made different friends, even like, cause she was in college two years before me. So we were in different stages of life and like we would text and like catch up and stuff. But I think our dynamic as a friendship has changed a lot over the years. Like I think if anything, we've gotten closer than we even were back then. Better at communicating. Way better at communicating. I think better at prioritizing each other and telling each other our needs. Like me personally, quality mm-hmm. time is huge. So we have talked about that yes. a lot recently. And Abby has shown up in that way where I've like said like, hey, like... I miss, I think you even came up with it before I even talked to you about it. Like you kind of were self-aware enough to be like, Hey, I feel like we need to like hang out. Yeah. I think that because it's easy, like I said, or like we've talked about earlier, getting mm-hmm. in these big group situations. And like, thinking, like we would, especially it's fun to hang here. out in a group, but you just don't get the quality time that way. And I think that you realize that sometimes your friends just need quality time. Yeah. I think growing through dating one it's growing through bringing other people into our friendship, mm-hmm. which is totally. something we've both been very open with. Yeah. You've welcomed Alex. Yep. I have welcomed people that you have spent time with. Totally. And I think, you know, being able to do that, um, you've friends welcomed. Friends you've made. Yeah, friends that you've made. that have became friends of mine. Friends Vice that I've made that have became friends of yours. Like, all of that. Just being open to those things, I think. But always pri- prioritizing each other's feelings. Each other's feelings and our friendship before everything else. Yeah, I think is important because if you don't have that foundation of what you have with each other, you really can't expect to like have a good, it feel good in group settings if you're needing that quality time. Yeah. So yeah, I think once Abby mentioned that to me, I was like, yeah. And I was like, actually like I do need quality time. And that's something I've been thinking about. I've been meaning to mention, but I've been trying to be respectful of where you are currently in your life because we are at different stages and we have different things going on. She has a baby. She has a husband. She has a whole freaking work company under her where I don't, you know what I mean? So I think it's just understanding the differences in our lives and still being able to prioritize each other in those moments. Not everybody has the same love language as you. Yeah. Or like whatever. So like for me, quality time is huge. If I don't have quality time with you, I do not feel close to you. A lot of the time. I can't, if I'm having like the other stuff too, like I've done long distance, you mm-hmm. know what I mean or whatever. But I think quality time can mean anything, whether it's a FaceTime, a phone call. You know what I mean? It can even mm-hmm. be texting, like checking in. Callie, Abby's dog is like digging into the couch right now. What are you um, doing, crazy girl? But overall, I would say our relationship has changed, but it's changed for the better. I think we are the healthiest and happiest we've been in our friendship I agree. ever. I agree. Like anything that I need to talk about, anything at all, I can be like, hey, like I'm going through this. Abby will always show up to like be there for me in that, vice versa. Yeah. It's got to be a two-way street. So I would just say, yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah. So like your friendships in general need to be willing to change with you yeah. and evolve not with you. It's not always going to be the same and you can't expect it to be. But if you start, if you stop prioritizing the friendship, then don't be surprised when you see problems arise. Here's an example. Like all of our stories where we would just be out drunk. Yeah. I'm a mom now. That's yeah. Not we, we don't do that anymore. Honest, that's we don't do that anymore. a thing for me. So it's changed to now recording a podcast in my son's playroom drinking wine. Exactly. 
And that's, and that's growth. On growth. Because <laughs> that is on growth. Okay, because if 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 we, if you're not willing to do that, it's kind of nice too because I don't have a baby and I'm definitely not married and I'm definitely not a boss and I don't know where my career is going. <laughs> but I also am at the point in my life where I don't like to drink as yeah. much and I also love my alone time and I'm also prioritizing my career and where my life's going and like feeding into good relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on the same page in like most aspects yeah. when it comes to that and prioritizing kind of what matters to us. But even if, let's say, I was drinking every weekend, you still just got to be on the same page and chat it out and kind of show up for each other, even if that's going to dinner once a week. Another part of that is growing in long-distance friendships. Yeah. So... Which is big for us. We came from that and we're going to that again. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's why we're not scared to do it because we've seen, like we mentioned earlier... Like, I feel like personally for me, when we were long distance, we would prioritize the friendship more almost. Like, we would know, we would make up for, like, the distance. We overcompensated for the fact that we could not just drive to each other's house. Exactly. Sometimes you, or go to dinner or whatever. You get lazy as a friend sometimes knowing that somebody's down the street because totally. you're like, oh, they're just down the street. Exactly. Whereas if you're 1,500 miles mm-hmm. away, which is where we will be. Yeah. 1,500. Um, 1,500 miles. Yeah. I know. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. But if you're 1,500 miles away, you're hypersensitive to the fact that that's not an option. So you overcompensate by making sure that you are continuously checking in. Totally. And that's not a bad thing. Checking in and just asking how they're doing because you know that you're not really going to see them in your day-to-day. So you got to prioritize them still yeah. with a phone call or like texting. May not be text every single day. Yeah. Like voice random memos. stuff, voice memos, just like, hey, how's your day going? Like certain things like that. So everyone's friendship's different, but as long as you're prioritizing and communicating and that's pretty much like everything comes back to prioritizing and communication. Like yeah. you got to do both of those things and just be willing to prioritize those relationships still. Because even if it's not Abby, I have long-term like long distance friendships that are back in Pittsburgh and just in Pennsylvania in general. And I don't even get like, I really am ashamed to say this. I don't get to talk to them as much as I wish I could, but they don't get to talk to me as much as they wish they could either. So like the way that we'll make things work, we're in a group text that we'll respond to when we can, Mm -hmm. but we're both, all of us are understanding of the fact that we're not going to answer all the time. Everyone yeah. has stuff going on. You have gonna, to be patient with each other. You got to be patient in long distance friendships because like you don't, you're on, also we're going to be in different time zones. So she'll be back on, it's only an hour, but still, you know yeah, what I mean? So time. just like knowing that, like you got it. And also maybe planning a phone call as opposed to just trying to call someone. Yeah. Unsolicited phone calls can cause more anxiety than you think. I would say that we're kind of, we've left those in like 2020. Yeah. Ish. Like I don't really do, I don't do unsolicited phone calls anymore. I used to be a huge person that would do that. I would call everybody. I would call them all. 7 a.m. Michaela call you. You're like, oh my gosh, something must be wrong. You, she, you answer and she's 7 just. 7 a.m. Really? I would do that? Maybe on your way to work. Ugh. You, I would answer and what? you'd be like, hey. And I'd be like, hey. And you'd be like, do you listen to this song? And I'm like, oh my gosh, Michaela. I cannot believe that. I just, I, <laughs> I know that I would do that like in the afternoon, but in the mornings? Yes. Really? Yes. How old was I? Like what year was this? When you were, it was post breakup. So, you no. know, you were just going through some things. <laughs> you wouldn't know why I think I would do that to you too maybe because huh. I knew that it, you were an hour ahead of me I was always an hour behind you yeah <laughs> I don't really know okay, right. we, no, we're not quite regardless, sure regardless I don't claim that message okay <laughs> I don't claim who that person was that I was back then but all I can say is long distance friendships just making sure that you're calling them or seeing them or trying to see them as much as you can whenever you have the opportunity to. Visiting goes both ways. Yep. Doing those types of things as well. I'm not loving my long distance friends any less. I'm just loving no. them from further away. Exactly. And that's how it should be. And if you feel like people aren't 
there for you after you move away, that's kind of all you need to know. You know what I mean? But obviously talk about it if it's something that you want to try to save. Number 12. How did Abby meet her husband? Everyone says he's a really cool dude. Who do you think wrote this question? My husband Alex wrote this, wrote this question. I met my husband at a party. Um, <laughs> and um, How old were you? I was 19. Dude. And yeah. Abby's 27. Just I'm a little 27. Um, everyone says he's a really cool dude. I mean, he is. He is a cool dude. He's extremely cool. I will, I will say Alex is like... Genuinely one of the best guys I've ever met in my entire life. Very respectful. Very vulnerable when it needs to be. He understands feelings, emotions. And I think that he is the best dad. And I think that, Good like, dad. especially, like, he's a boy right now. But, like, I think he's going to make an amazing girl dad. You think? I th- I know. Wow. Okay. I know. Well, there you go, Alex. There's your shout out. But so you met him at a party. But give him a little bit more than that. Um, I met him at a party. And then I decided I liked him. And so I followed him on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook on the same night. And then everything that he posted, I would like because I didn't want to reach out to him first. So I figured if I kept liking everything, he would reach out to me first. And that did work. And now we here we that's are. That's so funny. But so Calculated. That's hilarious. No, you, you know the song by Taylor Swift? Um, um, oh, what is it? It's from her new album. Oh, I didn't listen it's, to it. Um, the song is Mastermind. It says, because I'm a mastermind, and now you're mine. It was your plan. It was all by design. Now he's mine. Yeah, now he's yours. Okay, you planned that shit. I did. So I think that's really funny. But there, but so also, just a little context as well. He is from Tyrone also. We're all from the same town. But he is how many years older than you? He is four years older than me. Four years older. So he, you met him when you were in what grade? You were out. You were in college. Yeah, I was 19. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had mutual friends. So we were at parties with our mutual friends. Yes. And met him that way. But you yes. called him the Verizon guy. Well, yeah. That was after. Okay. Yeah. That's for another day. <laughs> Number 13. Did y'all move together? I know you said you've been friends forever, but you're originally from Pennsylvania. I moved to Austin first because mm-hmm. Alex got a job here in 2017, so five years ago. Michaela came to visit. She loved it, mm-hmm. and she just went through a breakup. Like she said, I am her family, um, so I just said, Michaela, you know, why don't you move here? Because she knew I was very unhappy where I was. Yeah, I didn't feel she like I had anything holding me there. She wasn't happy. She was ready for change. She needed change. I knew she needed change, so I said, why don't you move here? Mm-hmm. Um you can live with us until you start working and get everything together to find a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of did it. Mm-hmm. I literally, it was one of those things where like I was in a point where I like needed that like push and Abby giving me that option because I wasn't financially in a spot where I felt like I could do that, like to stay with her. I was like, okay, I have nothing to lose. Like, let's freaking go. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, let's do it. So I came, it was October of 2020. That's when I moved here and yeah so we did not move together she was here first and we are both from PA so that's kind of how it worked and how it went down so I stayed with her for a month and then I found my house which is a duplex and I do live alone and that was maybe a month later yeah would you say yeah I tried to really like figure it out super quick because my dog was still back in Pennsylvania and my goal was to bring him back at Christmas when I went home and we did it we did it's all about setting goals 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 baby Number 14, how do you get through the hard times together? Love you guys. Lean on each other. Yeah. And be open with your communication. You know, I'm having a bad week and Mm -hmm. I need 
you to be there for me. Don't just dump on someone. Make sure that they're in the space to go through that hard time with you. Totally. I mean, if you're a good friend, they're going to go through the hard time with you. But, but just at be least respectful. be respectful of their situation and their boundaries. But I really just think it's supporting, not judging, mm-hmm. and encouraging. Totally. You don't want to ever be giving negativity back to someone when they're coming to you with something that they're like vulnerable about or like that's upsetting them. I think it's always about validating anyone in your life's emotions, even if you don't quite understand them. Yep. And so that's what I would say in general. Like I know Abby has a lot of stuff going on more than I do in a sense of responsibilities. I have work and stuff and I have a bunch of other stuff I'm doing, but it's not quite as the same as hers being like mom, wife, all that stuff. So whenever I will text her like, Hey, how you doing? I'll kind of check in with her first, catch the vibe and see how she's doing. And then I'll let her know how, like, I'm like, Hey, and she'll be like, how are you doing? And then I'm like, "Mm." like, if I need to talk about something, I'll tell her. And then like, I think also just allowing yourself to, feel comfortable speaking up about things that you might not want to talk about. Yeah. Because if they are your friends are going to be there for you. And if someone's not there for you when you need them, I think that that just speaks for itself. If that's a reoccurring theme. It does. Yeah. Number 15. Have you guys ever not been friends? Hmm. I think we've always been friends mm-hmm. in my opinion, but I do think in high school, which I'm sure many people can relate to this. Mm -hmm. There was times, like I've mentioned, we were not genuine with each other because of outside factors. Mm -hmm. Um, Other friends that we had. Other friends that we had, just being in high school, being catty, not being yourself, not not even knowing who your real self is. Exactly, just kind of of looking for validation in anything external. Kind of just like the wrong things. So we did take some time that... That, you know, we backed away, I guess, from our friendship. But then, you know, it literally took just one day for us both to sit down and be like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, like, this isn't us. This like, isn't we've been us. friends forever. Like, we, this is, we, this is not how we treat each other. This is not And I'm sorry it. if I've ever made you feel a certain type of way. Not, I don't stand by the way that I've been before. We both took accountability for totally. the situation. Which is also super important. And realized that, like, hey... I miss you. I miss our friendship. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got here, but let's get back to where we exactly. were before here. Yeah. Because it was nowhere that either of us really wanted to be. And I think yeah. that once we had that conversation, it was easy for us to kind of like just come back to ourselves in a way as well. And kind of just mute everything else out. Mm-hmm. We decided from there, like totally. we're not going to let another person totally. get in the between way. or another situation totally. of our friendship. Absolutely. Because that is what's most important. Totally. Number 17. I'm sorry, 16. For Abby, how to balance mom life and still have friends? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Good question. This is such a good one. I am very passionate about this because I think that a lot of people, after they have children, one, you feel like your entire identity is your child. Some people put that label on you. Sometimes you just subconsciously put that label on yourself. But I was a friend before I was a mom. I was a wife before I was a mom, mm-hmm. a daughter before I was a mom, a boss before I was a mom. And I am still all of those things after becoming a mom. And I think it's all in how you want to handle the situations. Obviously, you can reprioritize yourself, but that doesn't mean you drop the things that brought you happiness and love and fulfillment mm-hmm. before you are a mom. Being a mom has brought me more fulfillment than anything, but all of those things are still important. So check in with your friends. Check in with your significant other. 
check in with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if those people really care about you, they're going to love your child and it's going to be an easy transition for Absolutely. you. But you're not a victim because you're a mom, you know, but you're also not a victim because you're friends with someone that's a mom. Mm-hmm. It's all, again, about balance. And being respectful of both sides. Like, yes. You can't be, like, mad at someone for being a mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you like, also not can't having be... The, not having that time that they had before. Yes, but you also can't be mad at someone who doesn't understand what it's like to be a mom. You have to grow through that together. And you definitely need to communicate if there is an issue there. Absolutely. Like, you have to tell them. No one can read your mind. Yes. My son is number one, but I still have space to be a good friend. And I want to be a good friend. And I think, I am not a mom, obviously. I'm a dog mom. But (laughs) (laughs) you are a dog mom. I I think in general that if you can't kind of take a step back and understand those things. Like you can't just be a mom. You can, but it's going to be a lonely, lonely it's going to be lonely because you do need people to lean on. Yeah. You can't just be a wife. You also need friends. You know what I mean? You need all those things to make you feel good and give you that confidence in your life and your identity to move forward the best way that you can. Yes. Because if you don't have friends, you're going to feel lost and then you're going to, it's going to just be, you might feel like you're okay for a second, but then you're really, it's going to catch up to you and you're going to be like, damn. Absolutely. So, period. Number 18. I, mean, I don't even know what number this is because I crossed a couple of these out. I think it's 17. 17. How to adapt to a friend's schedule who is having a child. That's on you. Let's see. I think how to adapt to a friend's schedule when they have a child is to one, be understanding of that and just be obviously self-aware of what just occurred. Like this person you're friends with is now a parent. So I'm going to make this a parent. Someone, yeah, having a child because it can, this can be a guy or a girl. Yeah. So I would just say knowing that you're not their number one priority. So if you feel like maybe you were, because I know that I was like up there in the priority yeah. list with Abby, vice versa, I'm not her number one priority anymore. And you shouldn't expect to be. They had a baby. They just went through a lot physically, mentally, the past nine months or whatever. So I think that just being understanding of that, being a good friend and someone for them to lean on during all of that, but then afterwards knowing they're not going to have the time that they once had for you and accepting that and then learning how to kind of adapt to the new change that just went down flexible yeah you got to be flexible because i would say like not expecting to call like me and you would talk before you can't expect someone to want to talk on the phone all the time after like they have a baby now you know what i mean you can't expect someone to go out to the bars with you every weekend they have a baby now you can't expect someone to be the person that they were before they had a baby because a huge change just happened to them and they have a baby now so i can speak from someone who's had plenty of friends that that were moms and and my sister's a mom. You know what I mean? So I, I can see it from all angles, but the best way to make this simple is just making sure that you are finding new ways to make your friendship fun and exciting and keep it interesting because maybe the times that you had fun in the past were drinking, getting blackout drunk or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like me and Abby have a lot of memories in the past when we were just being idiots. Absolutely. Where now our fun is literally just having takeout chatting mostly sober catching up with each other about our lives we'll have some drinks but like we're not here to get shit-faced no and even if we are drinking together sometimes we will get a little drunk and have fun doing that still don't act like i'm not i'm not gonna be here and be like oh i don't drink alcohol but (laughs) you know what i mean just in general knowing balance and knowing how to adapt to that change because that person's not going to be there for you maybe the way that they were before but that's okay that's okay but also flipping that a little bit that's how you adapt to it but that friend even though that they are a mom they should also be there for you still yeah 
So um, it's all about balance. It's all about being able to kind of come to things together. And I can't speak from this because I am not a mother, but I think even after going through changes like that, me being able to see certain people in my life still be there for me. Yeah. After they've had babies. And I can't speak for everybody in this situation, but I think it just shows you kind of if something's meant to continue on or if it is not. But that's the best way to adapt to it is just trying to be open to communication, make things work with each other, and just be willing to grow through that together. And you got to make it work. Also, this is just my two cents. Make moms feel included. Maybe we can't go to the bar, but maybe we can go to brunch and bring the baby. Or like, just pivot. When you don't know, pivot. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot. Actually, her saying that just reminded me. So like, in general, maybe me and her hanging out would be going to lunch and getting drinks. Where I realized like, oh, I should be including Grayson in the plans more. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I be including Grayson? You know what I mean? Or something like that. Where yeah. we could do things like maybe just walk in the park with him. Yeah, as or a mom. take him still. Like, as a mom, it's so important for the people that you love to love your child. And if you feel like your child is a burden on your friendship, that is where you're going to have some You're going to have issues. Totally. But also, if you feel like you're a burden on your friend because she is a mom, again, issues. So... I see it from both angles. Absolutely. And I think too, um, I can say that I, like, maybe you're not doing it intentionally. Like I wasn't intentionally trying to leave Grayson out, but because it was such a new thing for my brain to wrap my head around that like, oh, this is like how we do things now. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like this is how we make plans. Like I should be including Grayson. Why wouldn't we? But I I, I kind of assumed at first almost like, oh, maybe she won't want, you know what I mean? She wants some time away. Or, you know what I mean, whatever. But it's like, no. <laughs> like, you, this can be anything. It can be coffee, whatever it may be. So me and Abby actually created a friendship jar, which we have not done a great job at following with this year. This is where but... the the friends giving flexibility. Thank you. Exactly. So, like, we're just flexible with each other. We made the friendship jar in order to prioritize each other at least twice a month, I think. Basically, we didn't keep quite with it. We did for a few months. But mm-hmm. then after, it, it kind of fell off because Abby had a lot of stuff going on in her life. We a lot were of traveling. traveling. Exactly. So, you just got to be flexible in every aspect of your life with every person in your life and be understanding you have to be and we found other ways to navigate that so Mm -hmm. we did fall off the track a little bit and we weren't prioritizing quality time for a decent amount of months this year I would say probably like summerish to like all I don't even know not that many months but like a few months and then that's when we were like wait we need to like be hanging out more so that's when we started seeing each other like we would try like once a week like weekly hangouts all right number 19 what advice do you have for keeping such a long friendship be okay with the bumps in the friendship. Your friendship's not going to be perfect All constantly. If it's if you're having an issue whether you're, you know, something's changing, someone's moving, somebody's priorities are changing, you're having a disagreement, you have to be okay with those times because if you're not, then you're not truly going to grow and your friendship's just going to be surface level. The difficult totally. times are what make friendships lasting long absolutely um, as well as just being genuinely beautiful things i think so too i think that when it my advice that i would give when it comes to keeping a long friendship would be being patient with each other because you're not always going to be on the same page Mm -hmm. be understanding with each other again (laughs) communicate with each other and really just find ways to prioritize each other in whatever way that might be so let's say um just, I don't even, I would say like quality time. You got to have quality time with each other, whether it's a phone call, a FaceTime, hanging out, really doing the little things to yeah. keep the little things are the big things at the end of the day. So if you're not there to check in, even you're not trying to like, if I'm not asking how your day is, 
Yeah. Like what I, that's like the biggest thing. Like you gotta be checking in. You gotta be asking people questions. I think that that's the biggest thing. And you don't have to talk every day. I know a lot of friendships, you can go a long time without talking and then pick up like nothing's happened. Just making sure that your friendship feels good to you. Yeah. And if there's something wrong, communicate that. Mm-hmm. Number 20. This is one I wrote. Oh, favorite quality about each other. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. My favorite quality about you would be how open-minded you are. Whether it comes to people, people's feelings, people's thoughts, people's issues, whatever it might be, you're very open-minded and you're just happy. Like, I could tell you that, you know what, Michaela, I want to go skydiving tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. you'd be like, okay, sure, let's let's do that. Or if I said, (laughs) Michaela... I want to stay in my house for a week and just hang out with my baby. You'd be like, when can I come? Mm-hmm. You're open-minded. Exactly. Totally. You're, Thank you. You're, you're just down for everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the, totally. the term for that totally. is. But I appreciate that. That reminds remind me to bring this up after. Or I can just say it now maybe. But in general also, if a friend doesn't want to hang out, Okay, this is just a random side note. If you have plans with somebody and for some reason it's getting closer to that day and you're not feeling up to it, that's one thing that me and Abby are really good with. Mm. Like she just mentioned, if she is having a bad week or maybe like I'm not having a good mental health week or whatever, we will reschedule. We're not afraid to tell each other we don't want to yeah. hang out. Hey, it's you got to be honest. You. I just am not in the Can't space take it to do this today. It's like, cool. Exactly. Let me know when you are. My favorite quality about Abby is her willingness to constantly be there and be loyal and give to those that she loves without anything in return. She doesn't want anything. She doesn't, she truthfully just gives out of the kindness of her heart as she pours another glass of wine. <laughs> I'm giving to myself. She's giving to herself. We give to me as well. I'll give but, to you. But so, <laughs> so basically, I think like she constantly will give and be there for the people in her life. And she truly wants to support those people, whether it be even financially in small ways or big ways, whatever it might be that people in her life need, she will do it expecting nothing. Like she is just a genuinely great person. I have never met somebody who's great. Oh my goodness. True. True. (laughs) Two chains. First of all, thank you all for listening Mm -hmm. to us. If you've made it to the end of this. Thank you for listening. Thanks for asking questions. Yes. By no means is our friendship perfect, but it's taken a long time for us to get here and we'll have a long more way to go, Mm -hmm. but it's truly the most inspiring, beautiful, amazing thing that I have in my life. Absolutely. And I... I literally could say the same. That's why I was literally, I'm not even kidding you. I couldn't, I was like, I haven't cried in a minute. I was like crying on the way over here to real friends by Kanye West. (laughs) Okay. Because that song came on and it says real friends. How many of us, how many of us real friends? There's not many of us that smile at each other, but how many honest trust issues. Okay. Moral of the story. Not everybody's a real friend. Mm -mm. There's going to be fake ones that you come into contact with toxic ones, people that just do not align with you and people that you are not to keep in your life forever. But it's the real ones that are going to stay and the real ones are going to be there for you. And you're never going to have to think twice if that friendship is good and for you. And that friendship here is good and for Mm -hmm. us. Cheers to real friends. Love y'all. And I guess the, I don't really have much of a life update. I'll give you a very short one. I will be going home literally next week for Christmas. And I will be there probably for like 10 days or so. 
honestly going through family stuff. So that's kind of something that I'm dealing with. Um, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But yeah, so I'm excited to go home just to see family and stuff and also do the drive. But also it is a stressful thing. So if anybody does get stressed around the holidays or going and seeing family or dealing with family stuff in your life, or maybe you're having a bad mental health time, I love you so much. And I'm so sorry that you're going through these things, but just know they are just a season. You're not going to be here forever and it's going to make you a better person in the long run. And so that's kind of my short thing for you. So I will be updating you guys and kind of vlogging, I'm sure, and sharing information. I don't even know exactly what I'll talk about next week. It might be about like the holidays. <laughs> Abby's dog has a problem right now. She's mad about something. But <laughs> basically, I think she's mad I'm leaving. That is the update I have. I will keep y'all in the loop. But mental health tip of the week, Abby, do you have anything that you could give to people that you would maybe recommend that they do this week to help their mental health? Mental health tip of the week, especially going into the holidays, be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, mm -hmm. and allow yourself to feel the way you feel. If you're not excited about the holidays, That's you don't okay. have to be excited about the holidays. Totally. Just because the world says you do doesn't mean you have to. Be no. patient with yourself. You'll get there. Exactly. And I think my mental health like little tip activity I'd recommend would be to just do one brain dump in a journal this week. It's been something I've been meaning to do this week, but I've just been putting it off because I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. But in general, it doesn't take that long and I think it's healthy to do. So just open up a page in your journal, whatever, and just write whatever comes to mind. It doesn't have to be a lot, but anything that's on your mind, anything that's been bothering you in the back of your mind, once it's on paper, it'll really help to put that in perspective of the things that are bothering you constantly, subconsciously. So that is pretty much all we've got. We are going to play. We're not really strangers right now, I think. Yeah. And we're going to make a, we're going to make a couple TikToks. So as we do, you know, but I hope you all have a great week and I will see you next Monday. Woo. Whoop, 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 whoop.